And that was Pray by Reckless Mercy. You're listening to Faith Seeking Understanding on 95.7 The Choice, WGNW FM in Asheville. Uh, or 957thechoice.com on the web. And I'm sorry, we've been having some technical difficulties on the, uh, on the web side, on the Ustream side. Um, we're trying to get those fixed <coughs> for you. We've, um, we're talking tonight about culture. We're talking about American culture and, and what I believe to be a decline of American culture that's immediately traceable to a decline in Christian culture and the decline in the church's ability or willingness, actually, to stand for something. The ability to stand on the Word of God, to deal with the desires in our own midst, and to stamp those desires and rule over those desires in our own lives. And I believe we have to recognize the fact that we are to blame for some of this because we, the church, need to be able to show the world there's another way to live. There is the possibility of overcoming and dealing with the desire in our lives rather than gratifying that desire. And we're looking uh, now about this whole issue of the pursuit of happiness in the uh, Declaration of Independence and what we have done with the pursuit of happiness in uh, our generation, or at least my generation. I'm 51. So we're talking about how do we deal with these issues? How do we begin to turn this back around? And we're looking at Alexander Solzhenitsyn's uh, address that he made to Class Day at Harvard in 1978. You can find that on our church's website, um, www.christ-anglican.com. Look under podcasts and then look under this date, August the 2nd, and you'll find this address there. Um, Solzhenitsyn is, is telling the people of Harvard on this day that that you think that Westernism is something to be exported and then emulated in other cultures. And what he's saying is, no, absolutely not. I would never in a million years recommend that that be the case. He says, through intense suffering, our country, Soviet Union, has now achieved a spiritual development of such intensity that the Western system in its present state of spiritual exhaustion does not look attractive. Now, we know that the reality is is that, that Russia and the other um, former Soviet states embraced Western materialism at a deep level. And when we embrace that materialism, we are embracing the gratification of every desire that we could possibly have. And God said, that's not the way we are supposed to live. And so what, what he's saying is, is that we have become nothing more than one big ravenous desire that must be satisfied. And so he begins to say that the basis, that the problem, he says, comes from the period of the Enlightenment. It became the basis for government and social science and could be defined as rationalistic humanism or humanistic autonomy, the proclaimed and enforced autonomy of man from any higher force above him. He says it could also be called anthropocentricity, with man seen as the center of everything that exists. And he goes on to say, we turned our backs upon the spirit and embraced all that's material with excessive and unwarranted zeal. This new way of thinking, which it imposed on its, its guidance, did not admit the existence of intrinsic evil in man, nor did it see any higher task than the attainment of happiness on earth. And we go back again to Genesis 3, where the serpent presents the dilemma. And the dilemma is you have a desire, you were created by God, therefore that desire must somehow have come from him, and he has provided the means of satisfaction of that desire, the knowledge of good and evil, in this tree. Why would he do that? Why would he prohibit it? And so 
What Solzhenitsyn says is that we have become a society obsessed with the gratification of our own desires. We have everything we desire, everything we see we desire, and therefore what we've done is we have become about the pursuit of happiness, and we believe that the gratification of every desire in our lives will be that which produces happiness in our lives. And we have lost, he says, any sense of being uh, grounded in something else. We have seen ourselves as, as separated and autonomous beings. We no longer admit the intrinsic existence of intrinsic evil, and we have no higher task than the attainment of happiness on earth. We've lost all sense of eternity. We've lost all sense of the fact that, that we will not surely die, that there is an eternity to be reckoned with one way or another. And so are we living for that, or are we living for something else? And he says that a total liberation occurred from the moral heritage of Christian centuries with their great reserves of mercy and sacrifice. State systems were becoming increasingly and totally materialistic. The West ended up by truly enforcing human rights, sometimes even excessively, but man's sense of responsibility to God and society grew dimmer. He said, there's a disaster, however, which has already been underway for quite some time. I'm referring to the calamity of a despiritualized and irreligious humanistic consciousness. To such consciousness, the man is the touchstone in judging and evaluating everything on earth. Imperfect man, never free of pride, self-interest, envy, vanity, and dozens of other defects. If humanism were right in declaring that man is born to be happy, he would not be born to die. Since his body is doomed to die, his task on earth evidently must be of a more spiritual nature. In other words, what he's saying is we have made it our life's work. We have made it a basic tenet of our culture to gratify desire. We have enshrined desire as a god. Whatever that god, whatever that desire is, we've enshrined it as a god. And now when anybody dares speak against the fulfillment and the gratification of a desire, they hate. No matter if they were asked whether or not they agree. We can't continue to be run by desire. We are to take control. We've been given the Holy Spirit by which we can begin to take control and rule over those desires. We're not alone in this. Christ lives in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We, the church, we, those who have the Spirit, need to begin to take it seriously. We need to begin to take seriously the reality that we need to rule over those desires rather than allowing them to rule over us. And if we begin to show that in our lives, then we'll be able to more effectively minister to, witness to, and speak to a world that runs on desire. I'm John Green. I'm your host of Faith Seeking Understanding. I'm the pastor of Christ Anglican Church in Asheville. We meet again at 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon at 81 Patton Avenue, Creatures Cafe in downtown Asheville. Please join us. Check us out on the web at christ-anglican.com and contact me through Facebook, through the, the show's website or through the Christ Anglican website uh, or friend me on Facebook. Start a conversation but let's talk. Finally, we're going to end with uh, the song we're going to end every week with for a while, and that is Reckless Mercy's song Doxology from their CD, Turning Over Tables.